hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ball and All podcast, your weekly NBA podcast coming out of South Africa. My name is Mpomu Tlani, and I am your host. Do find me on Twitter at Mpomoriki, M-P-H-O-M-O-R-E-K-I, and on Instagram at the same handle. Um, and on Facebook at Mpomutlani, I'll post this podcast on all three platforms. I discuss all things NBA that are happening this week. This week was an interesting week. The Raptors went on to lose at home, which is something that they haven't done all season. And I'll talk about a bit about, about that because that talks to how the Miami Heat are, are set up. Um, on top of that, the Rockets had a very interesting week. Um, James Harden got got overlooked for player of the week which i think is egregious but Melo won that and also they had an incredible game with the spurs 135 to 132 double overtime a game that they lost um but the interesting thing was what happened seven and a half minutes to, with seven and a half minutes to go in regulation time so we'll talk about that and we'll also talk about luca the dog luca Doncic, the next great star in the nba but let's start with what happened this week with the rockets this week the rockets went to go play the spurs and in playing the san antonio spurs it was a texas derby the spurs and the rockets have history and so they're playing in san antonio james harden's being his his best self they scored 50 points in the game there's a moment where he picked up a loose ball, goes coast to coast to, the, to, to, to go and dunk it. In the dunk, the ball comes through the hoop, through the rim, but then comes back out again, back through. So it goes down and it comes back up again in that motion and force. The referees called that, uh, no, uh, called that as the ball had went out and not in. And so the Houston Rockets were... We're fighting Mike D'Antoni said that he, he Mike D'Antoni said he wanted to use his coach's challenge for it um, but it, um, there was a 30 second rule that nobody knew about in the coach's challenge um, that hurt that hurt Mike D'Antoni and so play went on seven and a half minutes at that point in time it must be noted that the Rockets were 13 points ahead of the Spurs the Spurs rally back with a Lonnie Walker Jr. who scored 29 points he averages six minutes a, a game but this time Lonnie Walker just went wild on 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 the rockets if there ever was highlights you need to watch it's his and so they get to the end of the regulation time and it's tied overtime one happens it's tied again overtime two happens spurs ensure they win by two points after that houston rockets decide to take it to the nba to ask the nba to either a have the final seven minutes replayed or b no, A, give them the win, or B, have the final seven minutes replay. That's never happened. That's happened. The, the replay has happened in the NBA before. Uh, with Miami played, um, I, uh, Miami played a team, and Shaq was on, uh, on, the, on the heat at the time. It was just, just before he got traded. They had to replay the final 57 seconds. It was Miami playing um, Atlanta, and they had to replay the 50 seconds of that match because um, Shaq was fouled out in that game and he actually wasn't. And so they had to replay the final 15 minutes from the point where Shaq was fouled out. Funny enough, in the replay, Shaq didn't play because Shaq was already um, traded to Phoenix. So it's the much of a muchness. The biggest problem is that why did you allow, why did you lose 13 points 
in the final seven minutes? That's a bigger question than you've asked. So that's enough about the Rockets. James Harden got snubbed for Player of the Week. James Harden scored 60 points this week and scored 30 points. He, effected 30, he effectively averaged 47 points in the last week. But guess who they gave it to? They gave it to Camelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony averaged about 23 points uh, last week. It's great for Carmelo because obviously Carmelo it shows the value that he's brought um, to the Portland Trailblazers. But why are we, why are people angry at James Harden? Why are people hating on him? Give the man his due. Scored 47, averaged 47 points. He deserves to be Player of the Week. It's not a, it's not, it's a no-brainer. When Luke was scoring, averaging 40 points in the week, he got it. When Trey Young was averaging high 30s. He got the player of the week. Why aren't you just giving it to James Harden? I think a lot of people are angry at the way James Harden is playing because of the fact that it's an ISO type of situation. Scottie Pippen always says that James Harden defensively isn't there, first of all. And also, it's not the type of basketball we'd like to see. And my, my assumption is, my answer to that is no. That's the game of basketball. Yes, he's playing a more of an isolation game than a team game. But he's still racking up incredible numbers. He's shooting at a high percentage. He's driving at a high percentage. Yes, he's, you could say he's looking for fouls like a footballer, but he's still getting the fouls. And that's, that's the important thing. And, and, and to a certain extent, that's where the game is. If you can draw fouls, you are going to get to the line. And that's what you, that's what you need to be looking for. So I think there's a bit of a conspiracy, there's a bit of a hatred towards James Harden. As a Laker fan myself, I have a little bit of hatred towards him. But hey, look, the beard can plays incredible basketball. And he does so very, very well. <coughs> Excuse me. Luka the Don. Luka Doncic. Arrives at the Staples. In that little awkward green Mavericks kit. And he puts on a clinic. In front of one of the, arguably the greatest player of all time. LeBron James. Puts on a clinic. Against a team that has two of the top five players in the NBA. Luka put on a clinic. Scored about 30 points. Close to triple-double. Luca was there, making sure the Mavericks beat the Lakers at home. Away from home. Oh, well, at, at the Staples. Can, is there anything this man can't do? And the great thing about Luca, if you watch him, he plays at his own pace. He doesn't play quickly, like Russell Westbrook and James Harden and all the other NBA, the Americans. He plays the game at his own pace. He reads defenses incredibly well. He passes just as good as LeBron James. I honestly say that they call him the white the, the larry bird i think he's he's luca but he's a shorter whiter version of lebron james he is just that good luca the don if, if there ever is a chance for you to watch the mavericks watch them he is incredible he runs that he's a point forward he defends defensively i think he he might work but he he rebounds more he's the highest rebounder in that mavericks team and you've got guys like dwight powell Kristaps Porzingis, who are close to seven foot, Luke is like six foot four. So Luke is a very, very good prospect. The Mavericks are going to be a playoff team. Uh, I even think possibly a seeded playoff team. Um, I do think as the season goes along, this is the one team that is not going to decline um, as people are expecting. Like everyone's expecting the Lakers to decline because of strength of schedule, but then they went on to beat Utah Jazz, who are seeded at four, and they went on to beat the best defensive team in the league, which is the Denver Nuggets. So, um, I think the Mavericks will keep up and they'll challenge for a seeding spot um, at, um, in, the, in the West, especially with Portland out now and Portland trying to claw back all the games that they've lost 
um, before they got Melo. And Melo got a guaranteed contract. So congratulations to Carmelo. It's now fully guaranteed. His initial contract was not guaranteed. It was going to be discussions in January to see whether Melo was going to fit. Now Melo is stuck for the rest of the season. He's got a contract, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a good thing. Finally, another team that I think is not going to decline is the Miami Heat. I think the Miami Heat went into Toronto, which is probably one of the best defensive teams from the East. The best defensive team in the East outside of Milwaukee is Toronto. And they hadn't lost a game. The Raptors haven't lost a game at home, the champions. And they went in there and they won. And largely for two things. Um, yes, the Raptors had a poor shooting night that night, um, but largely because I think this Miami team has, is, is youthful. Uh, Bevan Adebayo is not too old. Gordon Dragic is probably the older one with, 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 with Jimmy Buckets, uh, Butler. But you've got Kendrick Nunn, who uh, is giving you 13 points, um, uh, 15 points. And you've got Tyler Hero, who's giving you 13 points. Both are shooting at about a minimum of 34% from the three-point line, which helps. And Jimmy Butler's your close. So Miami now know that they have a guy who can, they can give the ball to and close. So I think that team is going to be very good. I think the sale of Hassan Whiteside was, was great to unlock value for this team. And so um, that's, that's essentially how the Miami Heat team is. This week, there's a massive, massive game um, happening. The Clippers travel to Milwaukee on Saturday night. Do check that out. Denver play the Celtics. That's going to be a very nice game. The Joker uh, playing Celtics on uh, uh, Celtics uh, this weekend. So do check that out. But that's it for me from the Ball and All podcast. Do send to your, your questions um, on Twitter and Facebook. But from myself... Pomutwani, have a lovely weekend and let's sale. Kakakis.